This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. So now that we are back in the car on Line Dance Podcast, and we've, uh, I think we've been pretty thorough in discussing the Dancing for the Dream event, as well as, to some extent, Norm Gifford's event the following day, I think we should take a look at uh, what the date on the calendar says. And I'm seeing May. I'm seeing the 4th. We've got some interesting articles here for you (laughs) that you may not be expecting. Uh, Ten things we learned from Star Wars. Because it is Star Wars Day, and may the 4th be with you all. The first paragraph in this article, and of course this all relates to line dance, because everything relates to line dance. The paragraph that opens this article is, The best stories teach us lessons, and Star Wars is overflowing with them. Though the events that unfolded a long time ago involved Jedi, clone troopers, bizarre creatures, and many more elements that seem much more exciting than anything happening in our world, there are several takeaways. Star Wars has taught us about the importance of friendship, the value of being patient, and the dangers of being afraid. These are ten of the many things we've learned from the saga. Number one. Oh, this definitely, I could see this applying to dancers. Number one, embrace the traits that make you stand apart. Even if you're genetically identical to hundreds of others, which you're probably not, you are unique. Your beliefs, personality, and struggles aren't exactly like anyone else's. Celebrate what makes you special, rather than bemoaning being different. I definitely see this uh, from a dance perspective, embracing the traits that make you stand apart. Unfortunately, we cannot all be Roy and or Rachel. And I, I wonder, even sometimes they might not feel like themselves. Maybe they, they feel like, am I really being 100% Roy today? I sometimes think about that myself. If I'm like super sleepy at Stoney's, Stoney's Rock and Rodeo, and I, I personally make it a point not to do any dance that uh, I'm not going to at least, you know, inside feel 100% on, because I feel like it almost just does a disservice to the dance. Uh, I definitely do what makes me feel comfortable. I receive feedback. I think about what uh, what others are saying technically, and I definitely have applied things like don't dance that hard in your boots, you're going to break your knees. I've taken that, and I've applied that to buying dance shoes, and landing softer, (laughs) if jumping at all. Uh, But at the end of the day, really, you need to do the dances that you're doing in a way that satisfies you. Because mostly, people are focusing on how they're doing their dancing, you don't need to worry about copying anybody else just kind of do what flows best for your body. That also applies to modifying steps so that you don't get dizzy and you don't hurt yourself. Um, If everybody else is doing a full turn, but you're like, you know what? I'm really feeling like a good sexy strut right here. Just like a walk, walk, but with a little bit of sass. I think that is a perfect example of embracing the traits that make you stand apart on the dance floor. Yeah, I certainly think that it's necessary to actually really enjoy what you're doing out there, and that's what's going to make you stand apart from anybody else. Um, I know I've had several people comment about how they re- I remind them of so-and-so, or how you remind them of so-and-so, and 
with that, um, you know, it's, it's flattering always because a lot of times they're, refer- they're comparing us to someone like um, Rachel or you've got Pedro or something like that. And so that's definitely um, nice to hear. But at the same time, um, it's also one of those things where, you know, you kind of want to make your own way. And some of the things that I've noticed since hearing those is I've branched out a little bit further to find where I fit. All right, just in, at all. just in case the mic didn't pick that up, uh, Megan has found that um, that even with receiving feedback, like how we seem reminiscent of other styles. Uh, it sort of deepens your experience of your own dancing and makes you more yourself to, would you say, maybe explore the similarities but also the differences? Yeah. She agrees with that statement. All right. Up next on this list, number two, be loyal to your friends. The best friends stand by you through thick and thin, happiness and sadness, success and failure. Maintaining friendships involves work, But they are so worth every ounce of sweat and every second of time invested. Ask yourself, would you risk your life to help your friends destroy a Death Star? Now that's an interesting one. Because a lot of tribalism can happen in the line dance world. On the one hand, we are all dancers together. So there's that. We can all feel that unity worldwide just being part of the overall line dance community. However, (laughs) there is a certain amount of pride that one can take in supporting your local hometown choreographer. Let's say, for example, you have a friend who's competing in, uh, in one of the dance competitions, choreography competitions, and you have another friend who is maybe from a different part of the state, and they're also competing, You're friends with both of them. You're all in this to share the love of dance together, and you're there to root for everyone's successes. However, it would also not be out of the question to wear a shirt representative of maybe your hometown choreographer when they're doing their thing. Um, And of course, you can do the same for the other person from the other part of the state when their turn has come up to bat. I would say this also applies to being loyal to your friends who choreograph a specific dance. Uh, Let's say everyone on the floor is doing some wildly popular dance by one of the major name choreographers, and you and two of your friends come from a place where they do a different dance, and you don't know the bigger dance. Maybe even then, let's say you do, you could still choose to do your smaller hometown dance and share that experience with your small pocket of friends while still being among the greater community of line dancers. I would also say this may apply to the overall dance community where in some maybe abstract sense we might feel a relationship 
with those in other dance styles with which we are less familiar. So I know that ballroom dancers are out there. I know that square dancers are out there. But I feel like my pocket of the dance world is the line dancers and the line dance community. So if, if there were ever some weird event thing where we all had to run over to our representative dance captains, you might say, and you had Buddy Schwimmer over in swing and you know, somebody else doing like stomp or something like that, uh, and then you had, say, Rachel or Joe in the line dance camp, like I know where we would be headed because those are our dance people. Even though they're all dance people, those are our dance people. And it looks like we are still navigating the crazy busy streets of Los Angeles. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next item in our list here, which is number three. Realize others see the world differently than you do. Our individual perspective affects the way we interpret the world around us. No one else will see things as you do, and that's okay. It's for the best, really. Remember, just because someone has a certain point of view that differs from yours doesn't necessarily mean they're being dishonest. This absolutely applies to people who hear a song differently than you do. You might hear a song and choreograph something that is slower and sultry and sexy, and somebody else might hear that same song and decide that this is upbeat and peppy and energetic, and then somebody else might hear it and think it needs to be kind of a mixture of both, where there's like a ha, ba, ba, ha, 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 and you're all right in your own way. Just look at Shape of You and all the different versions that has of it, or Can't Stop the Feeling. Other people have had their dance tastes influenced and informed by the experiences that they personally have had in their own lives. If you're coming out of just country bar dancing and you are not familiar with other styles, then a dance that you choreograph to that piece of music may be made up mostly of the sorts of steps you would see in strictly country line dance sort of dances. Somebody with a salsa background or a ballroom background, like let's say Roy, Roy Hedisaroto, he would have a much different sort of flavor to his version of that same song. And then you might have a balance where, let's say, Trevor Thornton has his version of Shape of You. And that's got some interesting things you wouldn't expect to see. It's got an arm motion at the end. And it's got um, some turns and those chugs. And I think it really, it, it kind of gets everybody where their level of familiarity is with different aspects of that dance. So it's a very universal um, choice. But even if you, with your 31st or 37th addition to the number of dances done to Shape of You, even if you have something completely different from anything anybody has seen, it will be informed by what you are familiar with and what you enjoy doing with your body. So... That would be probably the easiest way to understand 
when other people create something different from what you have chosen for yourself. This also applies to dance experiences and events or venues. Other people might think that the best way to enjoy a dance event is under colored lights, loud, booming bass, uh, maybe some powder on the side of the floor, and uh, drinks nearby. Others might think that that's too much, and all you really need is a nice chandelier lit ballroom, no powder, nice dance shoes, good company, water, lots of water, and that's also okay. Other people might hear the same songs being played at an event like that as what you might hear under the colored lights and the booming bass, and they'll still enjoy it. They'll just enjoy it differently. And I'm wondering if maybe the mic will pick up if uh, Megan has something to say on this, as we are currently at a red light and we're assessing our next steps traffic-wise. Well, there's a couple things that I'm thinking of. One, I'm wondering if because it's the mic that it is, if it thinks of me as outside noise. And maybe that's why, since my voice is definitely a different pitch than yours, if maybe that's why it stopped picking me up. But in response to actually the seeing things differently, that is one of my favorite things about line dance, is there is something for everyone. All right. In case the mic didn't pick that up, um, Megan noted that that is one of her favorite things about line dance is that there is something for everyone. All right. Moving on to number four on our list. Number four, it's never too late to turn things around. You should always strive to be the best, kindest person you can be. But if you slip, know you can always redeem yourself. Making a change won't erase the mistakes you've made in the past, but you have the power to make a difference moving forward. There isn't a whole lot I can say about this particular point as it relates to line dance, but I do know that there is at least one member of the line dance community who has done amazing, kind, giving, charitable things for people not even related to the line dance community in this person's time after being an active member in the dance world. And this person has mentioned in the past how crazy life used to be and all the stories that used to surround this person. And now this person is really focused on making a positive change in the world and doing things for the greater good and I think this person also has some uh, religious backgrounds. So I think that influences uh, that person's choice uh, or choices. And I think that's a really strong example of what this list item says. It's never too late to turn things around. It is always okay to go in a completely different direction from what you have been doing if you feel like you need to be somewhere else. Now, if that means you are touring 50 weeks out of 52 a year and you need to slow it down and you need to focus on your family, uh, that's okay. If you are known in the country world as a country line dancer and you put out country line dances and you're like, you know what? I'm limiting myself. I'm going to take some ballroom classes. I'm going to take some time off and I'm going to come back 
and I'm going to throw in all kinds of other stuff that people haven't seen before, and that'll be me. That'll be who I am then. It doesn't have to be how I've always been. It can be something new for me. That is also okay. Another thing is, um, well, there's no reason for you to have the mic. You can't hear me. All right. Um, so, um, Megan is uh, speaking to me now. <laughs> so another thing is another thing is about the fact that it's not too late to turn things around. About the fact that it's not too late to turn things around is you can use the line dance to help promote more positive thinking. Ah, uh, you can use the line dance to promote more positive thinking. Kind of how I've done the daily uh, positive mm. gratitude posts in, in a manner similar to how Megan has done the daily positive gratitude posts, like being uh, lucky or feeling blessed or feeling love. Yeah, I've made it a point to state that feeling and that has changed things for me. She's made it a point to state that feeling and that's changed things for me. Things for her. Yeah. Alright. I like that. Number five, overcome the fear within yourself. Inner demons are the hardest kind to battle because they never go away. You'll always carry fear and worry with you. But you can control how the emotions affect you. Pro tip. Don't let them drive you to becoming a Sith Lord. That is an excellent pro tip, I think. <laughs> yes, I agree with this one. I think we actually experienced something like this in line dance clubs uh, just recently where you encouraged one of our students to take the front wall. And I don't know if she thought that she was ready for it, but she did okay once she was thrust into that position. Yes. And it's really better to go through those kinds of scary experiences where it's safe. Like in Line Dance Club. You're not at the bar where strangers are looking at you. Uh, you're among fellow students who are all just learning alongside you. And that moment will come if you have aspirations toward being a, a more active member of the community than just a dancer among dancers. If you ever want to teach, if you ever want to choreograph, you are going to be in front of many other people and they will expect you to more or less know what you're doing and think that you are doing things correctly. So that opens up the possibility that you will do things incorrectly and that's where the fear comes in. Yes. You will be afraid of miscounting, uh, misspeaking, misdescribing, miswalling. <laughs> all of the above. All of the above. All of the above, as Megan uh, points out. And I think we've described this in a, a previous episode that confidence, which is often touted as something that you know, we should develop and become a better leader through confidence, etc., that confidence only happens when you've done a thing correctly enough times that you're no longer afraid of doing it incorrectly. Courage is what you need to make that first step toward confidence. Yes. And that directly applies to what we're saying here with the point, overcome the fear within yourself. There is a first time for everything, and that first time is often scary. Yes, and it's okay if you don't have confidence in yourself... Megan points out it's okay that if you don't have confidence in yourself... And if you are afraid of something... And if you are afraid of something... Turn to your friends... Turn to who, your friends... Who support you... Who support you... 
And believe in you until you can get there. And believe in you until you can get there. Well said, I think. And that can apply to anything that you are doing um, that is ambitious in the dance world. Because now that I think about it, DJs have a very difficult job to do. Staying alert, watching everything, playing the wrong song at the wrong time can kill a floor. Event managers might think, well, nobody's going to come out to this event in this area. It's never really been big. Sure, we have some classes here, but we don't even know if it could support a full-fledged event. Well, how will you know until you try to throw it out there? When we were in Palm Springs, they mentioned the first several years, they did not make a profit. It was really a, a labor of love, and only through time and experimentation and persistence did they build the following that it has today and that's what you need um, I think in most most aspects of the line dance world it's sort of like a long game a, um, a marathon more so than a sprint uh, and things are not going to even if you have some smash dance hit one year that does not guarantee that things will go well and smoothly and easily for you for the oh next 10 God. years. <laughs> you really have to follow up on that. And um, the sooner that you can make mistakes and the sooner that you can work past them and make different choices following them, the sooner you will be ready for the next step, whatever that next step is. So overcoming fear is, uh, yeah, vital in the line dance world, I think. Number six. How very Star Wars. Never say... I have a bad feeling about this. Dangerous situations often make the hairs on the back of your neck raise and set off mental alarms. If you find yourself in one of these situations, do not, under any circumstances, comment on it, saying, oh, oh, there's a new sentence. Saying I have a bad feeling about this is like saying it can't get any worse. Trust us, it can. <laughs> I love the positivity in the line dance world. Uh, I like the idea that there are variations and not mistakes. Um, I like that there are some people who are willing to remind you, hey, it's, it's just dance. <laughs> it's not the end-all, like, worst thing that you could do to miss a step. Most people are not paying attention to what you are doing. <laughs> so, I would say that, yes, this is a, a, a valuable tip in not sending yourself down a rabbit hole of negativity and sucking you out of your happy dance zone. Um, positivity will build on positivity and if something slips, eh, move on and get to the next wall. You'll be fine once you get to that next wall anyway. You know the, the start of the dance to the end. Just do a little jig until you get there rather than, you know, walk off the floor and say, oh, no, this is too much. Yeah. Number seven. Every life has value. Jar Jar Binks was exiled from his home for the silliest of reasons. He was sent away, more or less, because of his clumsiness. But he managed to find his way and play a part in shaping the future of the entire galaxy. Every being, from Gungans to Ewoks, to the Tauntaun whose warm guts saved Luke is important. 
as is every being in our universe. Beginners are so important for the line dance world. And maybe people don't know all of their names the way we know Fred Whitehouse and Guyton Mundy and Rachel McEnany and so on. But the beginner who today is wearing a paper name tag and is showing up for the first time because their friend told them it would be fun, they might still be there 10 years later starting events and choreographing dances and teaching lessons. Everybody starts from somewhere. And I think it's important to make active steps toward helping them realize that. They might feel out of place. They might not have any friends in that area at that event. This might be incredibly intimidating and scary for them. And if you go up to them and you tell them how important it is that, it, that they showed up, that they were there, that they made things better for everyone else in whatever way they did, because they wore that really cool outfit or they tried out that variation that you are going to totally steal from them and bring back home and do with all your friends because they did it and it looked like they were having a blast doing it so now you've got to do it too all of these little things will help that beginner see what the line dance community is and what a unique world it is by example it's one of those things, and I'm, I think we've mentioned this before, that you can't really put on a flyer. I wish we could. If people would just believe us when we tell them how amazing all of the line dance things that we see and do are, uh, then I think everybody would be involved in the community. But it's one of those things that you just have to learn about on the floor itself. And including beginners just by coming up and saying hi if nothing else, that shows them in a way that you can't really tell them how important we all feel to each other and how valuable everybody is on the floor. I think this also applies to the folks who support the marquee names, like the volunteers. Uh, they don't always get their shout-out I mean, uh, I know Rachel did a great job of that in Portland. And uh, I think in general, they, they pointed out everybody from the, the folks who were putting up the floors to the you know, sound folks. Oh my goodness, and we have an ambulance behind us. Those people are important as well. <laughs> uh, every person who helps, every person who does anything involved in the creation of an event, uh, the security staff at your local country bar, they, I think, also should be uh, publicly and um, loudly commended for what they do to help. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and LA traffic today is living up to its name as we have sirens, we have folks who are stopped at green lights, we have a uh, little of everything. All right. Every life has value. <laughs> what are the odds? How much more I can say about that. Um, thank the people who are doing things that make your dance experience possible. Number eight. Semi-related. Always repay your debts. 
First of all, if you need to borrow money, turn to a more reputable source than a crime lord like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Next, regardless of who lends you the funds, repay them in a timely manner. Payment due dates aren't suggestions. You don't want to end up frozen in carbonite, right? Right. I think that's a good idea. I think this is why uh, prepaying for events is important. Uh, you don't end up in a sticky situation like showing up at the door and saying, whoops, I forgot my checkbook at home. Can I spot you later? That doesn't really work for the event manager. We don't all make a lot of money in any aspect of the line dance world. And um, sometimes paying for a venue and sound and food and whatever else doesn't allow for that kind of wiggle room um, as nice as it would be where you could just let them spot that amount later. Uh, there are volunteer opportunities at many of these events. If you can't afford to go to one normally, then that can be the trade that you make. Uh, but I think it really keeps the integrity of the line dance world strong to not have a lot of bad debt situations. Uh, because I think it was in the movie A Bronx Tale, that's like the easiest way to get rid of somebody is to lend them money because uh, if they're not your friend anyway, you don't like them and here they are owing you money, well, that's great. Now they'll be afraid to ever talk to you because they're going to cross the street and say, oh yeah, I'll get you that 20 bucks later, but you know, my my goldfish is sick, so I got to go you know, home right now, 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 and um, that's the last you'll see of them. This way, without bad debt, you don't have to worry about losing people from the community who would otherwise be showing up shamefaced, saying, "I, I, yeah, I could afford to be to this at this event, but I'm sorry, I still can't afford to pay you back for the last one." Nobody wants that. That makes things uncomfortable for everyone. So, yeah, prepay when you can, and be sure you're ready to pay at the door if um, if you have to. All right, I don't know Number nine out of this list of 10, after which we will be taking another musical break. Uh, number nine, keep your mind open to new possibilities. Whether it's tasting Brussels sprouts or joining a group of scrappy rebels, trying new things is good for your soul. We all experience from the mundane, all, all we experience from the mundane to the grand adds to who we are and what we believe. So keep an open mind and experience as much as you can. Wow, does this ever relate to line dance? Especially from a couple of folks who did come from just going to country bars and really country bar. We only went to, what, Mavericks and Kodiaks for the longest time. And then eventually it moved to Tradewinds and all the other places that tried to pick up the torch after Mavericks closed. Um, and then we started going to the grad, to Stoney's, but still it was country bars. We were not exposed to things like slow nightclubs or waltzes, um, and even now, people continue to innovate, as we've seen at Big Bang with Kayla Cosgrove and Darcy DeAngelis, and all the styles they're incorporating with the the dances that you know won them some high accolades. I would say. Oh, uh, Megan is about to say yes. I say I would say it could be much more simpler than that, even, mm -hmm. and just try something that looks harder. She says. Uh, it could be even simpler than that, and you can just try something that seems harder. Yeah. Or, That's a, a good way to, to put that. Because if it's harder, then it's probably 
partly harder to you in its unfamiliarity. And by considering that just because it's unfamiliar, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because everything was unfamiliar at some time in the past, that could open you up to maybe, hey, even if it's five things you don't like, that sixth thing you could fall in love with. So definitely be open to the possibility of new genres of music, um, new places to dance. Some people think, well, why would I want to go to a country bar when the events have such nice floors and better lighting? Well, maybe the energy's different. Maybe you only go to country bars and you think, why would I go to events? They seem so boring and there's no colorful light stuff going on, no lasers. I go for the lasers. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you'll try it and you'll feel a softer side of yourself awaken that uh, you didn't know was there. Yeah. And Megan would like to say... say another thing is uh, trying just different venues in general. Mm, trying, different, trying different venues in general. Because I went from my hometown... Because she went to her, from her hometown... And I found places like and Stonies. And places like Stonies. And the Grad. And the Grad. And, you know, I've gone places in L.A. now. And, and now, now she's I'm, gone places in L.A. And now I know what I like. She knows what she likes. About events. About because events. Because I've explored the other possibilities. Because she's explored the other possibilities. That, that is important. Refining your own sense of taste helps you learn more about yourself and who you are and what you like. And then by going way out of your comfort zone, you can smash that apart and start over. And then pick up the pieces of that and see how the new stuff fits into it. So yes, I, I, would, um, I would also say, as an event manager, be open to new instructors. New, new styles that are not known at your particular event. If people think that they're going to your event because they're going to do this sort of thing, it's one thing to give people reasonable expectations for their comfort level. But if the dance level is the same, maybe bring in a choreographer who's known for, say, improver-level hip-hop, as opposed to just improver-level nightclubs or whatnot. Uh, I like how some of the events will rotate out uh, at least some of their instructors, while others are kept as constants. That way, the people who are going for their constants like people who would go to Vegas are gonna maybe go because Joe is there and Amy is there and etc. Uh, it might not have been a selling point for them that some of the new choreographers would also be there. However, simply by being exposed to them along the way, they might discover a new favorite. So from an event manager point of view, it is also important to be open to new possibilities. Um, and Megan would like to say, Another thing to consider is... Another thing to consider is... Uh, how we went to Dancing for the Dream. Uh, how we went to Dancing for the Dream. As opposed, as opposed to, to Stagecoach. Stage uh, where we were told Dancing for the Dream was going to be, you know, easier dances mm, we, or we not were, as advanced. We were told that uh, Dancing for the Dream would be easier dances or not as advanced... But, but that gave us the opportunity. That gave to us the opportunity so to meet people. so many people. So. I agree. Yeah, you'll definitely get um, different flavors from different places that you could go, and different sides of yourself will be expressed. Um, if you think if you think that you only have that one side, you might be surprised. You you might like when I first learned Skinny Love. Whoa. 
whoa. I was doing it in boots. Like, that was my first Vegas, first major event, first slow line dance, and I loved it. And I knew I didn't have it. <laughs> After I had learned it, I knew I was going to have to work on it at home, but I wanted to work on it at home. I felt some something inside of my my dance muscles that needed to be worked out a little more. And I continue to have that experience with the new dances that come out. I think The Boogie by uh, Fred Whitehouse and I think Shane McKeever oh, that's so bad. is um, it's an interesting one for its jump because you don't see explicitly in most circuit line dances a jump. They don't tell you you need to lift your body out of out of what it's used to, you know, the the north, south, east, west, west dimensions of uh, a dance floor plane. Now we have entered the third dimension. Um, I think that's pretty exciting stuff. I'm eager to learn that one. And Megan says she is eager to learn that one. <laughs> Number 10 on our list before we take a quick musical break. A little hope goes a long way. Hope is contagious. If you remain optimistic, share your hope with others and put your feelings into action. You can change the world. I will now reread that in the manner I believe it was intended, with proper punctuation. If you remain optimistic, share your hope with others and put your feelings into action, you can change the world. Remember to be patient and to not give up. Progress happens slowly and may not be immediately visible. Teaching. Teaching, as Megan says. Uh, I know when I was teaching... When she was teaching... My girls. Her girls. It was really... It was really... Important. Important. That I encouraged that she them. Cur- encouraged them. And gave them hope gave that, them hope they, that would be able they would be able to... Accomplish, accomplish these dances. These dances. These were the, the at-risk youth that she worked with at our house. Uh, the letter R followed by the word house. Yes. Yeah, for, especially for beginners, they think they see something and that's never going to be them. It never could be them. It's so far beyond them that they don't even know what they would have to learn as a bridge to get there. But everything can be broken down. Rachel taught a room full of people, stomp your feet, in one hour. And I, I'll bet a lot of them thought that was going to be impossible. But what the heck, you know, well, they'll give it a shot. And she makes everything seem possible. She's very good with that. She instills confidence by saying, I will get you through this. Yeah. And... Most of our instructors do. And uh, as Megan points out, most of our instructors do. Um, nothing seems too out of reach. I know Kat does a good job of this as well. Uh, Kat Painter, uh, who teaches at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo and just uh, came off of a superstar teach event... Um, at uh, Stagecoach Country Music Festival in Southern California. And she was teaching hundreds of people, and from the videos I saw, she looked every bit as capable as you know, what you might consider your normal comfort zone as an instructor. I'm sure many instructors, if there are instructors out there listening right now, you might be used to yeah, 30 people in a ballroom, and that's about where you can manage cats before they get out of your control and uh, they're no longer able to be herded. Uh, she was gazing out onto the horizon of probably drunk, overheated dancers from all over the country and world 
and talking to them as casually and firmly as she would have her hometown people at Stoney's. I thought that was amazing. She didn't sound at all wavered by the fact that there were so many, and I think by not seeming shaken, uh, they think that learning is as possible for them as teaching is for her. If she thinks, oh yeah, this is no problem, piece of cake, you know, I've got this, I can do this, I have experience in this, I am competent and qualified for this, then they hear that and they think, well, okay, well, there's our strong leader and she knows what she's doing, so she's good. Was it? Time to fall in line. Time to fall in line, as (laughs) Megan says. Uh, And that is definitely a way to give hope to your class. You know what you're doing, they will know what they're doing. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, as Megan says. All right. Well, this list has been from StarWars.com. 10 things we learned from Star Wars. And of course, this is as it applies to line dance. Here on Line Dance Podcast, broadcast from Move Radio. Live streamed on the streets of LA while we navigate our way to further dancing this evening. Bex, where really? Camille Sheardown will be teaching a couple of dances uh, tonight. We are going to stretch our arms, I guess. We really can't do our legs. We're sitting in a car. Uh, and we are going to put on a bit of music for you to enjoy as you perhaps get yourself a glass of water or do some yoga or do some jumping jacks, whatever you would like to do in these next few minutes. I'm going to play a song that... Uh, Brenda Chateau choreographed a dance to. Uh, her dance is called Blow Me a Kiss. The song is Booty Voodoo. Booty Voodoo is this next upcoming song. There's a really quick count in, so if you're planning to do this one at home, you have been warned. It's coming. It's coming soon. We'll be back in just a few minutes. 